Am I hearing God's voice speak to me through, through my day as it unfolds? Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Kettering Connect, the weekly videocast that we do here at the Kettering Adventist Church every week to take some time to unpack the passage for the teaching of the week. Turning around, turning back around. <laughs> Uh, so as you may or may not know, I'm not sure if you follow the, these Kettering Connects. We've been doing this basically during the season of COVID, which is basically awful for everybody. Um, but Patty and I kind of got it started and then we keep transitioning with the speakers, the teachers of the week. And so usually there are two, one time we did have three people, um, during this episode and now we have Paul Hoover Sr., the speaker of the week, joining us virtually in his home. So this is kind of a new experience. So uh, anyway, uh, everyone is watching. So Paul, uh, glad you were able to join us for Kettering Connect this week. Glad to be here. Um, now, Paul, this is your first time joining us here for Kettering Connect. Now, you have been the interim lead pastor here now at uh, the Kettering Church for five months. And uh, so how's that gone for you? <laughs> <laughs> it, it was nothing like I expected five months ago. And uh, right. staff, staff has changed. Uh, COVID has changed. Everything has changed. And here I'm stuck at home. Uh, and you're there. And uh, anyway, a lot of change. Right. Oh, that's so true. Yeah. So when you joined our, our pastoral team five months ago, we were having regular worship services on Saturday mornings. Uh, we, right, none of this COVID stuff. Um, we, we actually, we had Pastor Alex here. We had Patty here, right? So even though you've only been here for five months, I mean, the transition has been out of control. Uh, so, but you've been here through it uh, this whole time. So anyway, so thank you so much for, for that. Um, because, yeah, it, 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 during the seasons of transition and change and everything is new, we were trying to figure it out. Um, yeah, it's good to have uh, some extra hands on deck. So appreciate you uh, serving, uh, yeah, these last five months. It's certainly been fun, and um, uh, I've been honored to be a part of a great team uh, here at Kettering. Cool. Well, well, thank you. Um, so, yeah, and you have, so you've been preaching, right, from time to time uh, here and there during these last five months, uh, you know, once to, to twice a month kind of thing. Yeah. Um, and there have been times in your messages where you have uh, talked about your story, you've alluded to, you know, little snapshots of growing up. Um, I remember, I don't know if you were it was your first one, but you were talking about your, your mom and, and, and she had this, this accent, right. And, and you pulled it off saying, pull, pull. Yeah. Right. Um, and so my point is, you know, you've, you've kind of walked us through a little bit and, and kind of pulled back the curtain a little bit as to who you are in, in your ministry, but anyone who has missed those messages or you're just kind of watching online and checking this out, I think it'd be good just like in a couple minutes, right? Because everybody is a story. Um, and, and God walks us and grows us us through our story. And so just in a couple minutes, uh, yeah, what is, what's your story? Uh, how has God kind of been walking and growing you uh, during your journey in ministry and just in life? Yeah, well, thank you, Jason. Um, it, it is really weird for me um, thinking as I've just begun retirement a, a couple of years ago, uh, uh, to think that in my early 20s, uh, something massive happened in my life. 
And uh, I didn't grow up in church. I didn't grow up um, attending church anywhere. There was some general understanding of God, though, as I think about it, virtually nothing I knew about God then, what I believed I, I th- about God it was true, at least as far as the scriptures are concerned. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I had this concept of God, but no church attendance and um, was living in England. My mother was English and grew up over there the latter part of my teenage years. And um, so as I was kind of getting ready to finish finishing up school there, college and engineering, working with Ford Motor Company, um, my life just really began to search for a more meaningful purpose. Mm. Maybe my engineering mindset and uh, kind of uh, linear way of processing things and thinking. And I was rather discouraged or overcome for the reality that was facing me. It, Mm. it, It looked as though I was really going nowhere fast. Mm-hmm. And uh, and yet a lot of things on the surface were very good. I was uh, I had a great job, good friends, and uh, and um, doing the things that a twenty-something does in in London. And um, and and yet I knew deep in my heart something was really missing. And um, I, I think I just began searching on a quest, really for what is truth, what, what do I really want in life, the kind of person I want to be. And all of a sudden, I began noticing some Christians. And I had never really known any Christians. And, uh, and so I began having casual conversations with them. And over the period of a year, you know, began pursuing a, a deeper friendship with them. Mm-hmm. And what I noticed was they many times talk the same language, but they believe some very different things. And so um, on this personal quest of trying to discover what what was right, what was wrong, um, I was drawn to some of the truths in Scripture. Not necessarily what some of them were saying, but what I was reading. And then my best friend had become a Christian a year earlier, and, um, and so I decided to... Um, kind of begin incorporating some of those values and uh, priorities into my life that I could that I find in Scripture. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, a year later, I was um, I decided I was going to go to church somewhere. I hadn't been to church, and I thought, well, where am I going to go? My best friend had been going to a church, and I asked him about his church, and he told me. And I looked in my town. I we had, I had since moved to Florida, Tampa, where. Uh, I had been about a year. Which I'm sure is very much like England. <laughs> well, very different, but in many respects in my world, very much the same. Mm. Uh, I was living pretty much a, a, a life just like everyone else, mm. doing my thing, but but deeply dissatisfied with the outcomes. Mm. And, in other words, what kind of life is this going to give me? So anyway, one day I looked in the phone book. I found this church. He was, he was attending some church called Seventh-day Adventists, and I had never heard of that. In fact, I, it, wouldn't, it could have been an Episcopal church. I wouldn't have known the difference. Sure. Sure. But I uh, looked in the phone book, found an address, and showed up. 
Uh, they met on Saturday. Now, you just said something that I'm pretty sure half the people watching have no idea what you You <laughs> said. You said there's this thing once upon a time. Okay, everyone watching. Okay, you're about to get educated. There's this thing that used to exist. It's called a phone book. And uh, just Google it. And it, it was very sophisticated. Uh, yeah. Anyway, sorry. Just, we just need to pause it for a moment so that people can think about, oh, a phone book. What is that? Yeah, here, here, yeah. Here's... Here's timing. When I went out this morning, early this morning for a walk, somebody had come along and at all the garages where I live, they had laid a phone book in plastic. Oh, that's amazing. So what do you do with phone book? We just picked it up and threw it in the trash. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. It makes for good kindling. Uh, pretty, pretty sure. It was the internet in print at the day. Right, right. Anyway, sorry, I just was distracted by the phone book. Yeah, so you looked it up in the phone book, yeah. <laughs> and I started attending a church and... Um, God began doing something really big in my life. Mm. And, um, and, I, and I can hardly believe, I can hardly believe that that was, um, you know, 45 odd years ago. It just doesn't mm. seem possible, but it was. And mm. uh, anyway, I became a Christian. I gave my life to Christ and um, I was a changed person. I mean, don't misunderstand me. I, I've still got issues. I'm still not perfect. I'm not, uh, but I'm fundamentally a different human being. And it's interesting uh, that you ask the question because it's really what the passage is about today. Exactly. No, and that's, okay, good. Yeah, because that, that's kind of what I was thinking, right? And it's it's almost like what you were describing. It's like we grow up and we have, I feel like the human experience we all more or less have the same objective. Yeah. Um, actually, sorry, I'm totally looking at the wrong camera. There. The human experience. <laughs> um, it's like we all have the same objective, right? Everyone, we seek meaning and we, we seek uh, love and relationships and to feel respected and, and wholeness, um, right? And so it's like we all are kind of in pursuit of this thing, right? Whatever that one thing is. Yeah. Um, and it's a journey, right? It's all about a journey. And and it seems like Paul, like, yeah, in this passage that I'll have you read here in a second, like he picks up on this, but it's almost like there are these two ways or two avenues, if you will, of, of pursuit of that objective. Um, so anyway, yeah, no, I totally agree. Um, so Paul, do you mind uh, just read in whatever yeah. translation you have? Uh, so everybody, uh, so in case you don't know, so Paul's speaking, this is the last uh, message of our summer sermon. Wow, can I speak? This is the last message of our summer sermon series. Good. Uh, and it's called In Christ Alone, where we have been walking through the book of Galatians. And uh, and so this is the final week of that series where we will be in Galatians chapter 5, verses 16 to 26. So uh, yeah, Galatians 5, 16 to 26. Um, yeah, Paul, go ahead and, and read it for us, and then we'll kind of... Sure, and, I, and I'll, I'll actually start with verse 1 and then skip over to 16. Oh, okay. It is for freedom that Christ has set us free. Hmm. Uh, stand firm then and do not let yourselves be burdened again by a yoke of slavery. And, and, I, and I would say, Jason, that yoke of slavery defines who I was as a young man. Mm, yeah. When I think of myself, I was in slavery and Christ has set us free. And no, and that's so true. And I feel like that's a lot of us could, could think about that. You feel stuck, right? Like, like it's almost, I know we're, I don't want to skip ahead, but it's almost like we all know there's the us 
like who we are, and then there's who we know we should be, right, and and could be, um, and it, there's like this battle, this struggle where it's like, oh, I really gotta, I really should change my diet, I really should start exercising, or I really should start, you know, whatever. But we feel stuck, right? So kind of like what you're talking about, um, like stuck in slavery. It, it is, and it's, and yet what Paul has spent four chapters doing, and what I love about this fifth chapter five and six to the end, is that it's a hinge. It's a change in Galatians from a purely philosophical, theological discussion, even though there were some practical elements about circumcision. Chapter five really is this shift into the, so what does it mean for our life? What does it mean for me? How should we then live uh, is that big piece that, that he introduces. Yeah, no, it's great. And, and he characterizes these two different dimensions, this, this life of the flesh or this life in the spirit. That, that's what, that's what he does here. So he says, so I say, uh, walk by the spirit or live by the spirit in verse 16, and you will not gratify the desires of the sinful nature. So here he's, he's identifying these two, life in the spirit, life in the sinful nature. For the sinful nature desires what is contrary to the spirit, and the spirit what is contrary to the sinful nature. They are in conflict with each other so that you do not do what you want. And that's that piece that you mentioned, Mm -hmm. this kind of person we want to be, this, this kind of humanity we want to be a part of, the kind of individual I want to be as a part of community. And yet I find within myself this war raging on, and we end up doing things constantly, consistently, that we don't indeed want to do. Mm-hmm. And it's almost like we can't change fundamentally who we are. And right. Paul's acknowledging that. But if you are led by the Spirit, you are not under law. In other words, the law of this perpetual defeatism, this law of sin, that condemns us. We were born into and we seem to be in, always present within us. He says, if we're led by the Spirit, walk in the Spirit, in Christ, if you will, then we'll not be under that bondage or that yoke of slavery. And then he identifies the kind of lives that we find ourselves living when we're following this carnal or sinful nature. The acts of the sinful nature are obvious. Sexual immorality, impurity, debauchery, idolatry, rich witchcraft, hatred, discord, jealousy, fits of rage, selfish ambition, dissensions, factions, and envy, and drunkenness, and orgies, and alike. That defines us in our sinful nature, mm-hmm. all of us. Mm-hmm. But then he goes on and says, but the, uh, but the fruit of the Spirit, and I love that word fruit because it's singular, not plural. Mm-hmm. The, the nature, the, the, the result of the Spirit of God in us, in our lives, produces fruit. And the fruit of the Spirit is love and joy and peace and patience and kindness and goodness and faithfulness gentleness and self-control against such there is no law those who belong to christ jesus have crucified the sinful nature with his passions and desires and since we live by the spirit let us keep in step 
with the Spirit. Right. This whole idea of living in Christ Jesus. Right. Or maybe more accurately, letting Christ Jesus through the Spirit live in us. Right. Maybe maybe well, that's more precise. No, yeah. So thanks for walking us through that. I think that's that's great. One, so so many quick things come to come to mind, and I'm sure you're going to break it down uh, this week, you know, in your message. But it, right up top at the very beginning in verse 16, it says, "So I say, right? So you were right. Like he's talking about being practical. Okay. So we've talked a lot about theology and concepts." But how do we actually do this, right? In the regular rhythm of life. You're welcome, Timmy. Uh, right? Um, and, and so he says, so I say, let the Holy Spirit guide your lives. So that's my, this is the New Living Translation. In, in, in the Greek, in the original, um, the, the phraseology, like the wording there, it's peripateo. Uh, yeah. This idea, uh, it's actually connected peri, where we get perichoresis. But this idea of... Um, like walking alongside, but completely, right? So it's not like, because I think a lot of times, right, isn't it true? Like we don't really mean for it, but we tend to want to, or at least we tend to end up compartmentalizing our lives. Like, okay, so I'm going to have a really close relationship. I'm going to talk to Jesus a lot on Friday night, Saturday morning, maybe Saturday afternoon, right? We'll, we'll close the Sabbath with the worship, right? But then you know, it's almost like there's like the Sunday through Thursday worlds us, and then there's like the Friday Saturday us, right? And 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 he's like, no, walk alongside with the Spirit completely, like in everything. Yeah, and, and it's 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 the kind of reality, even after being a believer for for forty five, forty seven years, mm-hmm. I I still have that same battle in me. And there's a part of me at times where that carnal or sinful nature wants to kind of respond, whether it's mm-hmm. to Patty or the kids or people or neighbors or whatever. Sure. But the spirit is also. So the question is, who am I going to feed? Right. What, right. what nature am, am I going to feed? Because this battle is going on. The mistake I think we make, Jason, at least the mistake I've made, is, is I, I think that knowledge and culture solves that issue. Mm. I, I think that attending church solves that issue, or being a member of a church right. overcomes that, when, right. when really they are consequences of something bigger. Right. And that's what Paul's talking about. That The bigger piece Paul's talking about is being born of God or reborn, as he says. In other words, the Spirit of God literally physically, actually, is birthed in us. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean the carnal nature is not there. It is. Will be sure. until he comes. Sure. Until we're changed. But there's that, that and it's all, it's all because of free will. Mm-hmm. You know, we, mm-hmm. we talk about freedom in Christ, and, but, but freedom in a sense is, is, is about the freedom now to surrender my life to God. Right. Surrender the control that I momentarily have. Right. That he gives me. You know, it, right. I, don't pos- I don't possess it naturally, but he gives it. He, he's made it available in Christ. 
And, and, and he alludes to that. He actually says that. I totally agree. In verse 22, I used to think verse 22, verses 22 and 23, it was almost like a to-do list, right? Like a checklist, right? Okay, I got to be a good Christian. So that means I'm going to love people. And oh, I got to remember, uh, experience joy, joy. I got I'm joy, joy, right? But, you know, everyone's got those days when, let's be honest, right? You don't experience joy um, or peace or patience. And, or, and I guess, you know, I used to look at this as a, like a checklist or to-do list, but I've kind of skipped over what I, and I think what you're talking about there, the, perhaps the most important part is that first, you know, 22a, but the Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit. It's not really our job. It's God's job. It's, it's what he is doing right within us. Our job is to walk with him. He that began a good work in us will complete it. And, right. and that's why Paul is saying here in verse 16, walk by the Spirit, this peripateo that you mentioned, is this, this idea of following, uh, of right. surrendering control. And, and, the, and I always try to like have that visual idea because by nature, I'm a control freak. Right, sure. I, I'm, you know, this, in, think of an engineer who's A, B, C, D, sequential. I've got a box and, and, and not, everything's fine when everything's in its box. Right, right. Uh, and, but, but that is so counter to the way of the Spirit. There's right. this idea of surrendering to God. And so we walk or we follow uh, right. in the Spirit. And that's a continuous, that, that word peripateo is, is, in, is in the uh, present ongoing uh, tense. Right, sense. it's a process. It's you keep doing it. Power. Yes, no, absolutely. Um, yeah, and it's so interesting because you're right. Like it, it, the sense of, of control, like we kind of want to control our life, right? It's like, okay, God, um, I'll, I'll ask you to show up when I need you, right? Um, and, uh, but I got it from here, right? And it's, it's almost like we just completely lie to ourselves saying that we have some sort of control in this. And it's like, no, we have zero control. Like, what are we thinking? Um, so, yeah, I agree. Yeah, so, and and, and this idea, uh, Jason, of fruit, yeah. you, you know, it's a beautiful time of the year. We love this time of the year because we get fresh veggies and fruit will be coming on pretty soon and blueberries and blackberries and all these incredible things. That's, they're just a result of what has happened inside of us. Right. And so our focus is to connect with Christ, follow him, um, um, and, and not follow the pattern that this world has for us. And my own instincts don't serve me well, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but God does. The, the Spirit of God literally does. Um, yeah, no, I totally agree. So um, as we start to kind of close this out and look yeah. forward to the message, but again, I would encourage anyone as this week leading up to the message this week, just spend some time in Galatians chapter five. And I really like how, Paul, how you started it, starting in verse one and then skip to 16 to, to 26. It, it does give some context, but Paul, as we're thinking about this, okay, so I got to live by the spirit. I got to walk with Jesus. It's, it's what he does in me. It's not a to-do list pursuit of, you know, this is how we actually, you know, give up control and, and follow him and trust him. This all sounds good, right? Like, like I think for many of us, if you've been a Christian for, you know, at any time, you're kind of used to, okay, give up control. God is in control. I need to trust him, follow him. But then there's real life. So 
what would be your counsel or advice? How can we actually do this like every day, right? Like what are, what's some practical tips for doing this? Uh, I, I'll just share what I do. Sure. Yeah. Perfect. Um, I, I, every morning, the, the, the first uh, thing I do is I, um, I shouldn't say the first is a couple things I do before, but I find myself pretty quick sitting yeah, in yeah. the same chair in the same place. And uh, this past year, we, uh, Patty and I are going through a reading plan. And, um, and, I, and I basically, I'm reading a passage in the Old Testament, in the New Testament, uh, in the Psalms. And um, I'm asking myself as I begin that journey through Scripture every morning, God, what are you, what are you trying to say to me through Scripture today? Right. Um, and I try to literally be fully present, not just as a chore, but because I know God is speaking to me, is speaking to me through the Word. Mm. And, and where I get into trouble is where I don't have time to listen or I already have the outcome in mind of, of, a, of a decision or a dilemma that I'm facing. Rather than trying to listen to what God might be saying through Scripture and then the, through the day, what is God saying to Patty? What is God say to, to what is God saying to me when I talk with you or, or somebody else? You know, mm -hmm. am I hearing God's voice speak to me through through my day as it unfolds? And so I'm reflecting back on that passage, mm -hmm. uh, and then of course using a, that also as a time of prayer. So there's a couple things that I do every single day uh, to focus my life on to walking and being led by the Spirit. Yeah, no, that's that's good. Uh, very practical advice. And yeah, I agree. A lot of times when we think of prayer, we think of all the things I need to tell God. Uh, however, we it's a conversation, which means we also need to spend some time listening, <laughs> uh, right? It'd be listening to his voice. And then, yeah, I agree. Like throughout the day, like almost having the eyes to see um, you know, how are you guiding and right just to recognize that person, right? As Paul's saying, you know, well, we have to love. Okay. Well, sometimes there's some people that are kind of difficult to love. So give me the eyes, right? The perspective yeah. to understand, right? That person is your son or is your daughter, right? And and so just kind of this ongoing like listening. It's not yeah. I'm just gonna, I'm not gonna just listen to you for about a minute and a half. Okay, got it, God. I'm gonna go about my day. I'll take it from here. It's like, no, right? Throughout the day, just always listening yeah. and asking and it just kind of being in constant conversation um with you know uh, it, it's interesting, Jason, and just it kind of hit me as you were sharing that. Because as I've as I've gone through Galatians again, this this passage, which is quite familiar to all right. of many of us if we read the Bible right. uh, at, at all, um, this time through the journey, God has been speaking to me and highlighting the idea about gentleness. I'm not quite sure why, other than it is such a beautiful fruit of the spirit, mm -hmm. and I've been observing it in others who are gentle and kind. I think mm -hmm. of teachers. I think of mothers. I think of people who have been gentle to me because I'm not always gentle mm -hmm. with people that aren't ready or together or mm -hmm. miss the mark. Or, um, mm -hmm. And I want to be. I, I, gentleness has been a powerful force that I've benefited from. Right. Anyway, so I just, just to no. reflect 
No, I think that's really good because not only is it the spirit's role, like he helps us be gentle and loving and all that, but it just speaks to his character, right? This, this is who he is, right? So he's encouraging us to be gentle because he is gentle, right? Which is a good reminder for me, right? He's gentle and he's loving and he's patient, which is so good because I I definitely need that. Right. So, um, anyway, good. Yeah. Well, looking forward to your message this week and yeah, it's just all about, Every moment of every day, like choosing to walk life with, with Jesus, that's it. And walk life with him, being led by him, being open to how he leads, because he does lead. Um, I just wonder how often does he lead, you know, in my life, but I'm just too stubborn or focused or I have my own agenda or my own schedule or whatever. And I, I just totally miss it, like you're saying. So, um, yeah, that's a, that's a challenge for all of us, but it's so good. It's, it's a practical word. Uh, all right. Well, thanks, Paul. Again, thank you so much for your ministry here. I know sure. you're not moving, right? You're, you're staying here, uh, part of our congregation, part of our community. And so I'm thankful for that. But yeah, thank you for your leadership these last several months and looking forward to, to your message this week. Um, cool. Will you cl- close us out with prayer? Uh, sure, here? I will do. Okay, cool. Thanks. Father, we want to thank you for intervening in our lives, coming to each of us through the work of your Holy Spirit and drawing us, trying to engage us, just like you did 40-odd years ago and you do again today with all of us, reaching us. Why? Because you love us. Now, Father, might your Holy Spirit not only continue to woo us and speak to us, but might we give ourselves and trust you is our prayer in Christ's name. Amen. 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 All right. Well, thank you so much, Paul, for being here. Everybody, thank you so much for being here virtually, of course, right? Safely. Uh, Thank you, everyone, for watching these Kettering Connects. Uh, Hopefully, you're learning and growing and using these to to process uh, your own personal walk with our amazing God. So, Join us next week. Uh, next week's speaker is Bill Largo, pastor, longtime pastor uh, here in our community. And and, uh, and he's actually going to be doing something a little bit different because we're switching over. We're pivoting uh, from In Christ Alone. Uh, so anyway, join us next week as we have a conversation with Bill. And uh, everybody have a great week. And uh, <laughs> not sure which camera, but uh, see ya. Do I? Yes. Okay. Should we make sure it works? <laughs> Take two. Okay. Uh, I forgot the microphone is here. Okay. Okay. Uh...